Welcome to Cinema Tea with JV. Every episode, I'm going to pour myself a cup of tea, and I'm going to talk about a movie that I watched. So, come and join me. Pour yourself a cup of tea, sit back, and listen to this episode of Cinema Tea with JV. Welcome back to Cinema Tea with JV. It is Monday as I record this. Generally speaking, my mood is I just don't fucking give a shit anymore. I don't particularly know why I'm in this mood at this moment, but I am. And um, I can honestly th- say that I think the book that I've been listening to... Oh, as an aside, by the way, um, in place of a TV Tuesday, we are doing um, we're doing a book Monday. Um, and the reasons for this are namely sort of just simply due to the fact that, like, I haven't had time to watch a full TV show as my life has been just wild and busy. Um, and because, like, the shows that I'm watching at the moment are ones that are coming out week to week. So as soon as those wrap, I'll be able to, like, actually cover them. But sort of until that point, I'm just sort of stuck here with this. Anyway, the book that we're going to be talking about today is Yes, Daddy, by, I believe, Jonathan Parks Ramage. So, I I don't want to be mean to Jonathan, because I don't think that that would be fair or earned or, like, justified in any way. Just, like, but I am, but I am going to just say how I feel about this book. But I will also preface this with, I have not in fact actually finished this book. I'm likely never going to finish this actual book for the simple reason of, I'm 63%, no, I'm sorry, I'm over 63% of the way through this book. Like, I believe I'm closer to 75% of the way through this book. And I fucking hate it. I've hated every single minute of listening to this fucking story. Now, there are... I want to offer a bit of a... A bit of a content warning on the remainder of this episode. So, just, like, because of the topics at hand and the type of story that this is, this is a move... This is a a story about um, a young writer who pursues a older writer and they find themselves in a abusive relationship which at this current point in the story um, that I'm at at the moment just got to this lovely little section about about which like where the whole first half of the book is basically rendered completely moot because this man is now wound up in indentured servitude. Now, oh, God damn it. Like, okay. Uh, I don't know, hmm, 
All right, first and foremost, this book is simply tragedy porn. I'm just going to say that now. This book feels like it's getting off on depicting tragedies and horrors that befall, like, white gay people and just sort of, like, it feels like it's the book itself is getting off on telling us about these things in extremely lurid detail. And, like, I don't fucking need that. I don't know anybody who fucking needs that, I'll be completely honest. Is there room in fiction for that kind of thing? Certainly. This, this ain't it, chief. This ain't it. And, like, I, I was looking online as I was, like, as I was reading part of this, just because I wanted to, like, check and see before I said this, it, like, whether or not this was, like, autobiographical or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I didn't see, like, a whole lot about that, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were parts of it that were, primarily because the main character is a writer, and as a writer, and, like, in the capacity of that character said that, well, I, the char- there's a quote in there where the character says, well, yes, to some extent, everything that I write does include a piece of, like, like, does include a kernel of truth. Sure. Um, the other thing that also felt fucked up about this is the footing on which we start this whole thing, which is that this whole thing started on, functionally, multiple lies. Um, the main character winds up seducing this older man by, like, stalking him and learning everything about him, I guess with the notable exception. Oh, and also being wildly manipulative in honor of, like, trying to flirt with someone, which is just fucked up. Like, that's just not a okay thing to do to a person even if you like are even if you are like being genuine and you really do want to make this like romantic connection or whatever the way in which he was going about it was extremely fucked up like it's just it was oh lord of mercy this this book makes me tired um but like the way that this the way that these characters sort of operated through the story, there's a level of toxicity just to both of them that was just so, so fucking ridiculous. Like, I don't, like, it was almost like, listen, you can choose either to have your gay, your main gay character in this be, like, like, have them be going through abuse, or you can have them be an ex-evangelical. If you add both of them in, it's too fucked up at that point. It just doesn't make sense. Like, and that's not to say that, like, gay people can't actively go through both those things. You can, but narratively, it is too much when you add both of those things to a story. Um, It's too much to have to deal with in regular life. Like, just as a person to have to go through that is honestly just a lot. It, it's, it's a whole hell of a lot. Um, I happen to have several friends whom I love very, very dearly who have, 
had like really traumatic coming out stories and coming out experiences. That's not, sadly, that's not an uncommon thing in the LGBTQ plus community. That's just a thing that we all, that a lot of us fucking have. I personally am one of the lucky ones in that realm. I, however, am not as lucky when it comes to the topic of domestic violence and sexual assault, which is the other thing that this movie just, or that, that I keep calling this a movie. I don't know. I guess in a way this does feel like it is written like a movie, but the movie isn't good. Like it's not a good movie. It feels like them old movies that Logo used to produce and most of them were fucking trash. And so is this. Um, now I, I just, it, from writer to writer, I just sort of want to say that, like, you don't have to have your story about a gay person be so deeply tragic. Like, you, you don't have to do that. And also, fundamentally, like, if, fun, well, okay, you know what, actually, let me try to describe this another way. This book feels like the first season of Queer as Folk blended with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, like, and that, that's what I'm getting from this. And it's really fucked. And like, the, the whole thing is very fucked up. Now, I, I just, I want, I, I don't want to keep ragging on this, on this book, but, and so I'm going to actually, like, look back a little bit, like, take, take it out a little bit and, like, sort of zoom out a wee little bit, because I did want to talk about something that I was struggling with because I'm, a, I've been, um, in one of my capacities as, like, a, um, person involved in an LGBTQ, um, organization, like a local organization, I've been trying to, like, come up with things for us to do, and a book club was one of those things that I wanted to do, and that I still want to do. The problem with a book club and queer books that also wind up becoming audiobooks is that, um, a lot of them are fucking sad. Um, a lot of the recent ones, like, the one I'm, like, the one I'm, like, the, the one that I'm talking about today, um, is, is not, like, it's, it's not, uh, it's just not good. Like, it, it, this one is just not good, but the other issues are like, oh yeah, no, this one is about queer youth, but they're homeless, and I'm like, oh Jesus, God, like, so as I keep going through, I'm like, it's one of those things of like, we can't have like a regular ass rom-com with just like a, a well-written, like, romantic story that doesn't also feature like a fuck ton of like horrific awful shit and like I feel like we deserve some stories that feature like queer joy what I would actually love I think more than anything else so if y'all out there know of a story that is like this please please, 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 please recommend it to me. Um, I want a cozy 
a cozy murder mystery that stars a gay couple. Now, there is a specific series that I read through like a lot. I read through a lot of these books and I genuinely did like them, honestly. Um, I think there is one called Cappuccinos, Cupcakes, and a corpse or something like that. I think that was, might have been the title of one of them. Um, I forgot who the author was there, but it's about this woman who, like, is in charge of a, like, who has to move to, I believe, um, I believe she moves to, like, I think she moves to Long Island, but I'm not sure. I don't exactly remember, but she moves to, like, a small town that she is from, but that she had, like, moved away from to have, like, a high-powered business job, and then she, like, her, the cafe that her uh, parents ran, um, like, she has to go back and run that cafe. And simultaneous to this happening murders uh, begin happening or other types of crime begin happening around the very small coastal town that she lives in. And like, and she begins solving them. It's very, it's giving Miss Marple, um, it's giving Miss Marple. And I enjoyed Miss Marple. So that's the kind of genre that I would like. If you want to go for something like kind of dramatic, but still featuring queer people, um, maybe go with that. And you can make a place like this exist without it being like a, there is no homophobia that exists in the world. You don't, you don't have to necessarily do that. Um, you can still have it be like a kind of realistic, like, place wherein like, oh yeah, there's gay people in this town and there's even trans people in this town. And it does not in fact fully matter. Um, but also some people just either don't get it or like, and they're not going to get it, but like, whatever, generally speaking, like this person is safe in this area. I think there's a way that you can make, that you can write a story featuring queer people, um, in the story as the leads of the story where their life doesn't have to be tragedy. Because at the end of the day, that's the thing that gets me about this book. This book is, like, wildly tragic. Just so extremely filled with tragedy. And it just makes me sit here and think, like, why would... Like, if you were to go and look for... Actually, I was thinking about this because of Heartstoppers, actually. Because there's that scene where, um... There's a scene where, um where the boy who realizes he's bisexual um, is looking up just things about gayness and, like, on on Google. And what comes up are all of these, like, really adult things or, like, gay bashing or, like, legislation where people are saying, like, horrific shit about gay people. Like, though, where, and those are the things that come up. And you just see him, like, just be instantly crushed that that's what he's seeing. That's the kind of feeling that this gives me, which is the, like, I'm not saying we need to all be, like, happy-go-lucky, cheery, whatever. We don't need to be that all of the time. But we also don't need or deserve to have our lives reduced to, like, an insane level of tragedy. Like, this isn't... 
And, and interestingly, like, as a person who, like, has gone through some of the things that this main character has gone through, and I suppose during the story is actively going through, like, it, in theory I should feel a little bit more represented here, and all I'm sitting here and feeling is like, why are, is like, but, ugh, is just, ugh, like, just annoyed. Like, I, I don't, like, and I don't go out of, I go out of my way to not react to something like this, something that is so sensitive and deep like this, in a way that is, like, harmful, like, because in a way that, like, if someone were to hear it, is, um, isn't like a, I'm judging this person for, like, behaving this way during, like, a tragedy or whatever. I pointedly prefer to not do that, because that doesn't help anybody, particularly not to judge somebody so publicly like that, um, when they, like, are just responding to situations poorly. I think I might have gotten, like, a... I think I might have felt a little bit better about this if it weren't for the way that he introduced this character. Um, Jonah is a... Jonah is, I'll be honest, at the start of the story, fully a piece of shit. Like, Jonah is a piece of shit that I have no sympathy for in the beginning of the story. And it becomes incredibly apparent that, like... And again, this is going to sound victim blamey, but there's no other way to describe it, is the narrative of the story makes it seem very much like this whole situation is legitimately Jonah's fault for getting into it. From the time that he spent hunting down this famous person, violating this famous person's privacy, by the way, like that's a whole other like additional level of thing. And I think it's not that I, like, have sympathy for, like, famous rich people or whatever, because I, I genuinely don't, with, like, the noted exception of some people that I have met who are, in fact, incredibly kind, who I do have sympathy for, because I know that they're, like, really nice people who may or may not happen to also have a bit of money, some of whom may or may not be in Japan right now. Whatever. That's all beside the point. My main point there, though, is that, like, <clears throat> this is not, like, that, like, I I don't have, like, a lot of, I don't necessarily have sympathy for the extra wealthy, because I, they can't have come by their wealth in, like, a way that actually, like, well, I guess, no, there's really no way to do that in a way that was ethical, so fuck them, but also, like, they are still human, so fuck them for being wealthy, but also, like, they are still human, I'm gonna still treat them as regular human beings, providing they also treat other people as regular human beings. And oftentimes they do not. Um, that's sort of one of the weird things that leads to people being extremely wealthy, just in general observation. Now, I say all of that to say that, like, most of the time in an abuse situation that is as extreme and as dire as this one, most of the people who are, like... This isn't a situation that somebody ran into. You know what I mean? This is not... Like, like you... I don't... I've never run headlong into something that felt this sketchy from the outset. I've never stalked somebody and then wound up in this situation. Like, I've... 
And this goes beyond doing just, like, basic research. This goes into planning to basically, like, planning to seduce somebody in a way that, like, I do think is fucked up. Like, I think that, like, at that point you are meeting on pretenses that are fake, that are not correct. Um, And that, like, you are being extremely dishonest, which does mean that the first sort of bad thing that happens in the relationship between these two people is on the part of Jonah, the main character we're supposed to sympathize with. Um, And I saw an article about, like, this story is talking about how victims don't need to be perfect. Bitch. Like, people don't... Yeah, sure. Victims do not need to be perfect. I never said they needed to be. But what I can say is that, like it is a lot harder to have sympathy for someone when they actively threw themselves into a situation like this one in this exact way that also like, again, violated people's privacy, violated like that violated people's privacy that like also, also on top of everything else. Yes. He's giving me like a window into like the mind of somebody who like, is coming forward later on in the story, or in the opening scene, as it were, with assault allegations and, like, backing up whether or not those assault allegations are real. Um, like, and he, so the whole story starts off with somebody who just fundamentally denied that, like, these things happened. And then the whole story is showing us how these things did in fact happen. But I'm still stuck with the thought of, like, this person betrayed his closest friends. Or this person betrayed people he was assaulted right along, like, who, who like, this person, like, lied about whether, lied under oath, as an aside. I have an issue with that for like several reasons which is primarily that the people who get away with lying under oath are all white usually like white people are the ones who get away with that shit and I have a huge problem with that it's because white people are seemed are seemingly by other white people just deemed to be more truthful so they don't get charged with things like fucking perjury, which they fucking should be, because that is literally against the law. And also, actively, if they are lying about a thing, they are making it impossible to fucking actually have a trial in any meaningful, important way. So fuck those people. And furthermore, fuck this dude for lying under oath and letting a fucking, like, predator go free like I don't I understand why certain people do not come forward with allegations of assault because I fundamentally like I I will acknowledge that I like I have acknowledged publicly numerous times that I have been the victim of sexual assault and I also to that end like even though I have literally tried to go to the police with evidence of one of the assaults that occurred to me what happened when I did that was straight up, they they told, first, well, the thing that they actually did was told me that I had to file it in a different police office, which is how I knew that they were just going to continue to give me a runaround and not actually do any type of investigating, despite the fact that I had the entire incident recorded. Um, 
they just decided, no, we're not going to prosecute this. Mainly due to homophobia at that point. So, sure. And also racism. But, like, you know, that... So, like, I understand why, like, when people come forward having suffered through things like this, like, why it'll take them such a long time to do so, why they don't necessarily always do it, and furthermore, why they sometimes instead prefer to use the system of the Whisper Network to make sure that other people are staying safe while also not involving, like, the authorities because the authorities don't do shit for people like myself and, if we're being honest, for a lot of queer people, which is why, like, in in a story like this one, I can understand why he would, why he would refuse, except he was already, like, in the witness box and he just decided to lie. Like, there's a moment where he actively decides to lie. And it doesn't matter the reasons that I hear for that. He agreed to be there. He agreed to give a certain type of testimony. And then he didn't give that type of testimony. And then he, li- and then he lied and allowed a man to go free to potentially continue hurting other people. That's the kind of shit that I do not tolerate. Because I understand, like, and that's partially because of just the person I am. It is really important to me that if somebody is suffering, that we help them. And that if someone, if we have suffered at the hands of a particular person, and we see that there is somebody else falling into that trap, that we do everything in our power to make sure that doesn't happen. It is important, if we can't protect ourselves, we can at least protect each other. And the more that we protect each other, the less people will likely be able to hurt us because we will be acting in, in, like, in collaboration with each other. And in acting in collaboration, we might be able to keep people safer. That's, that's the whole point. So fundamentally, I do not like the main character of the story. I don't think he's, I also just don't think he was that interesting as a person. I, I just, I and it's not even a, like, I see myself in him. No, no, I genuinely don't. I do not like this story. I don't like this book. I'll be quite honest with you. This is one of those books that makes me skeptical of the author. Because the way in which this book was written, again, feels like it is almost fetishizing pain in a way that is gross. And also doing so by blending BDSM into it in the way that, um, in the way that, uh, what's it called? Fifty Shades of Grey did. And we've all heard the arguments against Fifty Shades of Grey, all of which I, I, as a person within the BDSM community, also agree with. All of, like, that's not a movie about, that's not a story about BDSM, that's a story about a man assaulting a woman numerous times over the course of a film and being a real fucking creeper the whole fucking time. Now, I understand also some people feel seen by it, so that's fine if you do. And if you enjoyed this book, that's also fine. I totally get it. Everyone has different tastes. But as I looked at this book, as, I, as I've continued to go through listening to this book, I just wind up feeling fucking angry. 
and angry at the book when I think the goal was to have me be angry at society for allowing things like what happens in this book to continue happening. Which I think means it's time to do a few rewrites, honey. Except it's a little late for that now, isn't it? Because you've already published the book. Oh, too sad. Well, here's hoping this author brings us something better for their next novel. I, for one, am hopeful that whatever this person does next, it's done in a way that isn't as lurid, isn't as violent, and isn't as vile as a book like this one. Anyway, I will hopefully... um, Actually, no. I know for next Tuesday, I will be back with an actual TV show. (laughs) With an actual TV show for next Tuesday. Um, I believe it's going to be The Umbrella Academy. Um, And I think I'm going to try to do uh, all three of the current seasons. Um, So, yeah. Tune in for that next Tuesday. Um... I do not know at this current moment as I'm recording this what my movie is for on Thursday. Um, One of the recommendations that I have received is uh, to go down and review the Marvel movies. Um, All of them. That's That's the request I've been given. So on the days where I do not currently know what movie I plan on doing... I will default to Marvel for some of them. Um, I've already covered uh, Elektra, which I feel like it doesn't count in the MCU, but it is a Marvel film. However, I guess... mm, I have to make a, a bit of a distinction, though. I'm not going to start... I'm not going to review the Marvel movies that were... um. Like, basically, I if I'm going to start somewhere, it's going to be at Civil War. Mainly because I did not like the first few movies that came out before that. They, none of them were my cup of tea. And a lot of them had to do with uh, that one man. That one, uh, that one Joss Whedon man. Yeah, fuck that dude. Um, so, and he continued at this company for a very long while. But I at least remember having watched Civil War and being incredibly intrigued by that. Also, I will skip out on the Iron Man movies because I fucking don't like Tony Stark and I never have. So we will, and that will fundamentally alter how I feel about those movies. And that will just not be fun for everybody. So I, I, will, I will do the Marvel films. Um, I'm not every single week. I'm going to like branch it out and like, but over time... I will eventually cover all of the Marvel ones as well. Um, we've all, we've covered Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Um, we I I haven't done a review for WandaVision, but I can summarize that with "Damn, what a great what a great show!" That's it. That that's all. That's all I have for WandaVision. But I will have a review for TV for uh, the TV one. Um, for uh, Miss Marvel, which is currently airing, and I am currently watching. I just want to save how I feel about the whole thing for the very end. Um, 
But yeah, anyway, be well, dear people listening to this. This is a longer one for me on this on this here thing. Ooh, dear. Be well, do as much good work as you possibly can. Get out there and read a book, but do not read this one. And stay safe out there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Cinema Tea with JV. If you like the show, please leave a rating or a review, five stars please, and let me know what you liked about it. You can also leave recommendations for what movies I should cover in the actual review itself. I would greatly appreciate that. If you feel like following me on social media, feel free to do so. I'm at RedBlackGolden on pretty much all social media. You can follow the show account specifically at CinemaTJV on Twitter. And in general, I would totally appreciate it if you would be maybe willing to share the show with a friend or two, get them listening, see if uh, see if you can get that going. Anyway, I won't take up too much more of your time. Y'all stay safe out there now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs>